Well, good morning. Happy Father's Day. I'm sure you haven't heard that already this morning. Happy Father's Day to all the dads, to all the granddads, to all the great-granddads, all the stepdads, to all the cool dads, all the not-cool dads, to the disc-golf dads, the dance dads, golf dads, fishing dads, my personal favourite, the skiing dads. To all the dads, happy Father's Day. Now, I realise that days like today can be difficult for some. Some have lost their dads, some never knew their dads, and some wished they never knew their dad. But I just want to say I acknowledge you today, however you experience this day. Dads are great most of the time. Well, some of the time. Dads are great, but they, they make mistakes. Well, I don't know about your dad, but my dad does, and as a dad, I certainly do as well. Because we're not perfect. We all make mistakes, we all do things, we all engage with things perhaps that we shouldn't sometimes, and we don't always get it right. So today, whoever your dad was, whoever your dad is, whatever relationship you have with your dad, or that you have as a dad, I want, you to, I want to remind you today and let you know about our Heavenly Father, who is a perfect Father, who loves us despite whatever dad situation we all come from. Today, He loves you, not just today, but always. He loves you, He chooses you, He adopts you, and redeems you. He is the God of comfort, the God of security, the Father of love, and yes, discipline as well, but he is the one who cares for us at all times. See, with our Heavenly Father, it's not what we've done that qualifies us for the Father's love. It's not how many points you've scored in life that you might deserve his love. It's not how many points you've scored in football that day that deserve your Father's love. It's not what you do, but it's who you are. It's because you exist that qualifies you to be called a son or a daughter of God. It's because you are here on this earth. You are loved by God because he made you, because he loves you, because he wants relationship with you. That is why, not because of what you've done or are going to do, or haven't done, or aren't going to do, but because he simply loves you. It's a simple message today. You know, it's crazier than that about God's love, because he doesn't just love us, he actually chooses you. He saw you, knew you while you were still in your mother's womb, even before that, and he doesn't just love you, he chose you. Now, you could say to me, yes, but he chose everyone. So if he chose everyone, it doesn't really make me special. But I think you're forgetting one important part, is God didn't have to. He's God. He's quite big, quite all-powerful, and he didn't have to love you, didn't have to choose you, but he does. He's God. By very nature, God, he is love, and in his love, he chose you. 
First Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1.4 says this, For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you. And it's not just in one place in the Bible. He says it in Deuteronomy 14, in John 15, 16, in 1 Peter 2, 9, in Ephesians 1, 3, 4, and there's so many other places that you could find it in the Bible. But then God doesn't just stop with his love and with his choosing of you. He then wants to make it official. So he does something even more than that. He adopts us. He loves us so much, chooses us. And then makes it official. In Ephesians 1.5, it says this, He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. In other words, since before you were even born, He had planned to adopt you. He had planned to bring you into part of His family. He would already gone, well, I love this person. I'm choosing them because of who they are. And you know what? I'm going to adopt them to be part of my close family. Now, many of you will know that this idea of sonship didn't just mean that you were adopted and just became kind of another member of the family, but it meant you became a full member, entitled to all of the, you were an, an heir of the father, you were part of the family, you were entitled to what the family had as a full, complete member of this family. You had full legal standing when you were adopted to sonship. That means that you, son, daughter, child of God, chosen by him, are made as if you were a full heir of God. You are now a full member of the family of God. No stepmums or stepdads or second cousins half removed or friends that are really family. And as much as they are part of our family and we consider them part of our family here on earth, God says that you are now a full, complete member of his family as if you never weren't. God chooses you and adopts you into sonship. He calls you child, child of God. That's no small thing. You are considered to be not only made in his image, not only made right with God, not only became friends with Jesus, but you are now in intimate relationship with the Father. You are now His child. All because of what we did? No, because of what Jesus did. Because He chose us. He adopted us. 1 John 3, 1 says this, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Child of God, you are made righteous by what Christ did for you. God made Jesus who had no sin, who lived a perfect life to be sin for us to take the punishment and the mistakes that we deserved so that in him, when we have relationship with him, being chosen and adopted by him, we are made, we become the righteousness of God. We are made into right relationship with God. He fully redeems us. Chosen, adopted, redeemed. 
Don't know when the last time, or if you have ever really truly considered the work of the Father, of the price that Jesus paid, what he gave up, what he did in total love for you. It is completely abundant, more than we ever deserved. But that is what a perfect father does. He looks at his sons, looks at his children and says, I love you so much that I will pay whatever cost it is that we would have right relationship. Not just mercy, grace. What we don't deserve, the undeserved favor, undeserved love because of the perfectness of our God. It's not about what we've done. It's not about who we were or who we are. It's not about being better, being more like a good Christian. It's not being about reading more or knowing more or feeling more. It's all about Jesus and what he did for us. As a son of God, Jesus took all of humanity's punishment on himself to make a way for right relationship with God the Father. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I can hear God, Jesus, Jesus came and he died for all of humanity. I'm like, yeah, that's a big word and that's, that's a whole lot of other people. But Jesus didn't just die for humanity, for the big word for all people. He died for you. It was personal for him. It was in the Father's love that Jesus came for you, that you would have relationship with him that you would know fullness of life with God, that you would experience what it is to have this perfect heavenly Father who loves you. Jesus died for you, chosen child of God, loved son, beloved daughter, adopted heir. John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. Jesus did this for us. God in his great love for us chose to send his son Jesus, a great sacrifice, so that you and I might have the choice to become children of God. Jesus says in John 5, he says this, Jesus gave them this answer, very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son does also. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these. So that you will be amazed. Notice this, as a son, Jesus only ever did what he saw his father already doing, because whatever the father does, the son does also. Have you noticed this a little bit about kids sometimes? Maybe you've got kids, or you've got nieces or nephews, or you've been around other kids, and the, the longer they spend with their parents, they become a little bit like them. Maybe you've noticed this about yourself. As you've grown up, you've become a little bit like your mum or a little bit like your dad. Sometimes you're a little bit hesitant to admit it. It's okay. Have you noticed that, though? That kids, they become like their parents. 
we can grow up to look a little bit like our parents, dress a little bit like our parents. The way that we talk on the phone sounds like our parents. The language that we use sounds like our parents. There's a few knowing nods going around the place going, I'm a little bit like my mum and dad. (laughs) But as we've spent time growing up in relationship, in close proximity to our family, we become like them. Now, growing up for us, our home phone, remember when we had landlines and they were attached or you could only go a certain distance before they ran out of, yeah? Well, our home phone was the same as our family business line. And so to say it was ringing all the time is a little bit of an understatement. And when people came to visit, they could never believe how often our phone rang. And so we grew up watching our mum and dad constantly taking phone calls, either for the family or for the business. And you never knew quite who you were answering. So us kids very quickly learned from a young age how to answer the phone, how to greet people in the right way. So in case it was your auntie and you could say hello this way, or if it was someone ringing from the business and you had to be really formal, you could answer it in a certain way. And so we learned how to do that. We learned how to take information for the family, but also for the business, and then make sure that that information gets passed on. And I remember one time, one of my siblings answered the phone and then quickly stepped out of the room and began to pace around the other side. And my parents looked at my sibling and went, that's odd, that's exactly what we do. Because we, we started answering and we started copying what our parents had done. We started to become like the way they answered the phone. In fact, when we answered the phone, we would often get a, oh, hello, Alistair, that's my dad, because we began to sound like my dad. Not just as we got older and our voices got, well, some of our voices, got a little deeper, but we used the same language. Or then then very embarrassingly, you'd get a, hello, how are you? Oh, hello, Sue. Nope. (laughs) I'm not my mum. Because we began to, I got that one more than I care to admit. (laughs) But we begin to sound like our parents. Why? Is it because we've had the choice? Do we make the conscious decision, oh, I will sound like my mum. When I grow up, I'm going to dress just like my mum. When I, no, not me, (laughs) maybe you. When I answer the phone, I'm going to answer the phone just like my dad. When I talk to someone, I'm going to approach them and be friendly to them, just like the way I've watched my parents do. I don't know how much of it is a choice, but how much just by observing, just by being in close proximity, just by being in constant relationship with, we become more and more like those people around us. What we did became natural out of a choice to be in close proximity and relationship. We might have not chosen how we responded, but we had chosen to live in proximity and closeness with our parents. We chose to sit at the dining room table when they cared for people and shared coffee. We chose to watch our parents answer the phone. We chose to watch them in church as they worshipped. We chose to be part of conversations where they loved on people. And I think as much of it was our choice to be part of their world, it was them choosing to be part of our world and modeling and showing us this is how we love people. This is how we answer the phone. This is how we invite people to the table. 
And as we spent time day after day watching, listening, choosing to copy, we became more and more like them. Still with our own unique skills and quirks, I promise you, but we began to act and sound like our parents. Is it a little bit like our Heavenly Father? The more time we spend in close proximity with Him, as we spend more time in relationship with Him, as we spend more, ta- more time in the Word, getting to understand what He has written about Himself and the stories of generations of legacy of faith, we become more like the Son. We become more like Jesus. We become more like our Heavenly Father so that when people listen to us, when people hear us, when people watch us act and behave, they don't just look and go, oh, well, there's Jeremiah and he's off doing that, but they look and they see our Heavenly Father. They recognize some characteristics of the love and the grace and the kindness that we show to people, and they go, that can only come from God. That's a model of how Jesus loved people. So the more time we spend with God, the more like Him we become. Not that we will ever reach the perfectness of God, but that daily we become more like Him. Or as a parent, this isn't just for parents or as an adult in the room, how are you choosing to model for our young people, for your kids, the grace and mercy, the kindness and love of Jesus? so that they might know the redeeming love of the Father. So as they grow up, they become more in love with Jesus because they've watched you. They grow up true worshipers of Jesus with Christ at the center of their lives. Why? Because they love him passionately, but also because they've watched mum and dad, or they've watched Nana, or they've watched auntie, whatever your name is. They've watched you passionately love Jesus and they can see how they could become more like Jesus. I don't know what your relationship with your dad is like. But for me, I like to say to people that if I could be half the man that my dad is, I would be a very proud son. If I could even be a little part of his shadow, I want to be like my dad. Some of you might be trying desperately not to become like your dad or like your mum. But there is a father in heaven who we should become more like. Because now as co-heirs of Christ, as adopted children of God, we do what we see the father doing. We see the father working and we choose to be part of it. We choose things that are around us that we know will bring us into closer proximity with God and we adopt them into our own lives. That we might become more like Jesus. Time in his word, time carved out in your business day or of an evening to spend time in prayer with God, serving those around you, living by the Holy Spirit and listening to the prompts of where he leads you. You know, the more time you spend with God, the more familiar his work is, the more obvious his voice becomes. When you answer the phone, if it's someone close to you, if it's a husband or wife or a child, they don't have to ring and identify themselves because you know the sound of their voice. 
You know by the way they've launched into just telling you about their day without ever asking how you are. You know who it is because there's close relationship. In the same way, the more time we spend with God, the more time we spend talking with Him, the more time we spend in His Word and in prayer, His voice sounds familiar. His work becomes familiar to us, and we can notice the areas in our lives and the areas of the lives around us where we can partner with God to serve and love people that they might know that they are chosen by God, adopted into sonship by Him, and fully redeemed by the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Ben, can I invite you to join me back on stage? As we know that we have been chosen, adopted, redeemed, and loved by God more than what we could ever deserve. Now as a full child, a son of God, if we have, a, if we have chosen Jesus as our Lord and Savior, what habits can you choose to become more like your heavenly Father? Now it isn't to be more saved. It isn't to become more known. It isn't to become more famous for doing good. It isn't to be more loved. This isn't to win more favor. It's to be more loving to others that they might also know the Father's love. It's to be closer in step with the Holy Spirit so that I can hear and encourage people in the Spirit. And where my humanness, I don't fully understand some of the things that go on in the world or go on in my friend's life by the power of the Holy Spirit, speaking words of knowledge or bringing the prophetic, words of understanding to encourage. It's all to point people to their Savior. It's all about Jesus. Because without Jesus, there is no right relationship with God. What He did for you and me paid the ultimate price so that we could have sonship with Him. He's always known you, always chosen you. But now the choice is yours. Will you choose Him? And as you do, you become a full child of God. And then what things are you doing so that you remain in close relationship with Jesus? That you would become more like Him, more kind, more loving, more full of grace and mercy for others. Not so they see our good works, but so they praise our Father in heaven. Are there habits you need to choose to activate in your life? Are there things you need to adopt in your daily grind to help remind you of the goodness and bigness and love of the Father? Chosen, adopted, redeemed. God's love for you is so much bigger than we could possibly comprehend. So much greater than we could possibly understand. And in just a moment, the, the team's gonna sing a song over us but this morning, is before they sing, if, as, we, as they sing over you, I'd just love if you just spend a few moments with God. God, help me to remain in close proximity with you. Because when distance comes, there's a bit of a separation, isn't there? 
It's harder sometimes. The familiarity loses. The language becomes different because you're going down separate paths. So God, how can we remain close? And God didn't just say, oh, well, good luck. He sent the Holy Spirit to be with us, to walk with us every day, to encourage us, to draw us closer to Jesus. So would you just spend some time just talking to God, asking Him to reveal more of Himself to you, remind you of some habits and patterns of Scripture that allow you to remain in close proximity. But can I pray for you before we do that? Father God, we just thank you that you love us so much. That since before time began, you already had us in mind. You didn't have to. You could have done anything. But you looked at me. You looked at all these people gathered here today. You looked at the rest of humanity and it was personal for you and you chose them. Out of your great love, you adopted them to sonship when they chose Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And by doing so, we were fully redeemed. God, help us to never forget the price that you paid for each of us. But God, help us to never settle for just what we have. Help us to become more like you so that others know who you are. Help us to remain in close proximity. And Holy Spirit, I release you now across this auditorium that everyone gathered here would have be prompted to spend time in your word in close proximity, would spend this week more time in prayer in close proximity with you. God, they would spend more time in life groups. They would spend more time talking about you because as we spend closer time with you, we become more like you. Not that we can be more loved, not that we could be more saved, but so that others would hear our voice, others would see our actions and recognize a characteristic of Jesus. That others would ask questions of faith. Holy Spirit, would you lead us and guide us and prompt us and encourage us and challenge us this week to be more like your son, chosen, adopted, redeemed. We love you. Amen.